Trent. Mr. Doctor. <laughs> um, well, I... What do you think? Really enjoyed the film. I agree. I... Uh-oh. I will admit, I sense I sense a butt coming. Well, you know I always have. I like, you always have. Butt, I gotta be honest, the the comedic bits felt a little flat to me. Um, I don't know what okay. it was. Like it was just like right, yeah. the jokes didn't quite. I mean, aside from that, I, I mean, love it. It's not Ant Man. I mean, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It almost felt like they were trying a little too hard. Like you know, pausing, winking at the audience, kind of thing. You know, I just it just I don't know. It's a, but but man, the fucking. I, I thought he did a phenomenal job. I thought Ben yeah. Cumberbatch did Welcome an amazing Welcome to the MCU, Mr. Cumberbatch. Job. Yes. And um, uh, the guy that made the Death Star. Uh, <laughs> Mads Mikkelsen. Mads Mikkelsen. Oh, did, I uh, love Mads Mikkelsen. Awesome, man. awesome job. God, I guy. love Mads Mikkelsen. He is so cool. Couldn't, couldn't the guy, have asked The guy from Tron, um, the very bad guy at the end that's like his head is a spinning thing. He, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, he him, played, him, him. He him. played... Uh, yeah, the MCU. Yeah, yeah he played... Uh, he was great. Fucking that was the the, the, the creature at the end. Fucking uh, yeah. What what is his I name? I can't think of the fucking well, look, thing. Right look now. at, look at the IMDb. We'll get the oh, that's uh, true. we'll get the uh, get the character's name. All I can think of is Mordo. Yeah, no, I got seven. Um, I mean the cast. I I couldn't have asked for anything better in the cast. I mean, oh yeah, everybody's awesome. just you know terrific, terrific. Kind of interesting that Rachel McAdams has now done a film with the other Sherlock Holmes. You know, so oh yes, that's true. They didn't kill her off this time. I really Slice. was hoping in the uh, in one of the two cameos we'd get a little cameo from uh, uh, what's his name from uh, from Sherlock the uh, play, oh, from, play Watson like uh, from the TV show. You know he's yeah, in the yeah, universe yeah. now he as, is. as he is. whatever he's that F, you know FBI. I'm or for that. Yeah, Martin Freeman. Martin Freeman. Thank you. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting on. I can't remember his character's name, but I'm waiting on Martin Freeman to meet Doctor Strange. Yeah, somewhere in the MCU. Kind of do it. I mean, it's just it's begging for like that Maverick treatment where uh, Gibson and Danny Glover run yeah. each other in the bank <laughs> robbery scene. That that's it's just begging for that. I really, I, even if it just been this like tiny thing, like you know. And who are you? Because he does yeah. that like weird Southern accent in, in, uh, in uh, Civil War. Both of I have to say that. That as, as great as Cumberbatch is, neither he nor Martin Freeman does a particularly awesome American accent. You know, it was it felt like that a British guy trying to, to do, do an, an American, American accent, accent. Yeah. like you know, like which there's, one there's writes a, the words and which one writes the music. There's there's like, almost like a tiny bit of John Wayne in there every once in a while, like you know, help, partner, yeah, yeah, you know. This must be what British people feel like all the time, because <laughs> because uh, God, Americans uh, struggle with the British accent. But yeah. most of the time, I think I think Brits have a much easier time doing our accents. Of course, you know maybe that's because they, uh, you know, so, so much American media and everything they hear they hear our accents maybe yeah. more than we yeah. hear theirs, or at least it used to be. I don't know. I I can't speak for everybody, but I watch a fair amount of British TV these days. Yeah. But anyway, Dormammu. Uh, that's Dormammu. Yeah. Thank you. Thank me. you. All I could think of was, yeah, just, I kept going back to Mordo. I kept trying to think of fucking Marvel vs. Capcom, because the, the character's in there, and I was yeah. like, guys, it's, like, ah, it's, it's, uh, anyway. It's, uh, it's, uh, not going to work, not here, gonna anymore. work here anymore. So anyway, I like the movie quite a bit. I, I think that one of the things I like most about it is that in similar fashion to, let's say, I think Thor would qualify 
but maybe also a little bit Ant-Man, uh-huh. it really stands on its own as a very distinct movie in the MCU lineup. You know I mean? Like, this movie feels really, really different yeah. than um, than any of the others. And, and, and I dig that. I, I dig the fact that it is so unique. And, and obviously, it should be, given, the, given that it's Doctor Strange and that it's meant to be an entirely different kind of superhero film. Yeah. Yeah, yeah at the same time, it did not feel out of place. Like, it, it feels no. just... Very similar to Thor, like you know, it, yeah. it, it, yeah. it at at a moment you'd be like, I don't know, how's this gonna? Oh, okay, well, that's yeah, how it works, you know. And it just you know, it just sort of fits in. Let's talk about some of the ways that it does fit in because I thought there were some really clever, uh, some really clever nods and, and just Easter eggs and things like that. Obviously, one of the first ones is uh, the skyline of New York City. Or oh yeah, film, Avengers Tower. And it was just such a, nice, a neat little. Yeah, you know, I mean, like you know, this is one of those things where it's like, well, it's just a thing. That's yeah, a, that's, that's a thing in this world. And that it, it's cool. I mean, it's cool that it's there. I yeah. mean, it totally makes sense. Uh, again, I mean, it's just, it's just, I know maybe, maybe it's just kind of getting tired to keep saying this, but it's just like the comics. It's just like the comics. You know, you see, you know, downtown skyline in New York and yeah, you'd see Avengers Tower, you know, the, the, or Fantastic Plaza or whatever. Yeah. But uh, that was really cool. I love the, uh, and it also kind of helps place the film chronologically but I love the fact that, uh, you know, when he's on his way to a speaking engagement and Billy calls him oh, and he's yeah, offering yeah. those cases and the first one he mentions is Rhodey where he's injured in Civil War. Yeah. I mean, like, and that's the thing. I, I mean, tried like, to hear... All it's the missing... Other, the, the other two, were they anything? I, I didn't... I, if I they were, I didn't it. catch them if they yeah, were. Yeah, because it was like, yeah. one was... I don't know, like, I feel like one is something. Like, one of them, like, you know, had, had a cybernetic chip that uh, got struck by lightning, you know, and I'm right. like... It's, is that somebody that I'm just not... It's, it's not hitting me yet. Well, and, but, uh, and that's the thing. I mean, it could be something that we haven't seen yet. Yeah, yeah. Know? But in any case, um, I'll, I'll be curious to know that because there, there there might be something there that we have just missed. Yeah, I kind of feel like it could have been a little... I mean, like a, a character that, you know, right. is in the regular universe that we just haven't seen yet. But yeah, I love, you know... I dug that. I, I really thought that was... Uh, a nice little nod. That was cool. I mean, yeah. all it was missing was, you know, like... The little asterisk in the box in the corner that says, "You know, see Captain America, Civil yeah, War." Yeah, yes, exactly. I mean, you know, it, like that's that's basically what it is. It, I, I guess that maybe that's what I'm trying to say, as opposed to just saying over and over, "It's just like the comics." What I mean is, I find it so fun the way that they have adapted so many of the kind of storytelling devices and mechanics yeah. from the comics and found like a film analog for them. Exactly. I, I think that's really cool. You know, we talked about it one of the last times we talked uh, probably about Civil War or something about how they don't you know it used to be we thought like man how are they going to do this there's just no way how are you going to get all these people together and bouncing you know because I mean just in comics they're everyone's in every other one's film or in every other one's book every other week you know and it uh, but yet here it, it still happens I mean not not to great extent here you know, in terms of like, but but just that that nice little you know, you know the Avengers, you know heroes like the Avengers protect the real world while we protect the missile. You know, just and again, d- doesn't go into it. Doesn't you know? Doesn't go into it more. You know, like that kind of beating you over your head, like like when the Avengers protected us from New York City. You know, like sometimes they, they almost like beat you over the head with it too much. Yeah. And this was just a very nice. They little cut nod. to a shot of Captain America throwing yeah. a shield at an alien. Yes, exactly. Um, 
I really liked, like, I love the, pro- I really thought they did a good job of the pro- progression of the character, you know, Doctor Strange, like, the way he, he came through, like, you know, it, it felt, uh, you know, it felt like a, a decent, I, they, 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 when they got to that point where he starts studying, and he's just learning stuff, you know, like, immediately, yeah. um, that, that was a little funny, but, you know, like, the, everything else, I thought they did a good job of kind of the progression of, like, where he was at that point in time, you know. Yeah, it's it's an interesting kind of it's a little similar to Thor in the sense that the journey that the character goes like at the beginning of the film he's already you know like a um, he's he's already a guy who's I mean it's not not as though he's a villain he's doing good in the world it but you know he as a person yeah uh, leaves a lot to be desired you know yeah. that, like like this. Yeah. Almost more like like Iron Man to some degree, like you know it's kind of well, like that's that. That's true. There's sort of a, a humbling quality that the that the character you know goes on. They go on this journey, yeah. where they have to kind of learn to become. In addition to you know whatever they were they were before, they have to learn to become a decent person. And um, and you know again like like there's some Iron Man there. Like obviously the first Thor movie is all about that. And uh, there's a there's quality of that that I think is is kind of interesting like, as well. I, I can just I can totally see at some point like in you know one of the next films where uh, you know Tony Stark and uh, Steve Steve Strange you know are next to each other you know like goatees. Well, no, what I was gonna say you could do that. Yeah, I was gonna say they're like they have to get in an elevator to get up, and there's like this uncomfortable silence, and Tony checks his watch, and he's like, mm, "Nice watch." <laughs> yeah. I like. It. I like watches, yeah, you know, or something. You know, just, yeah. just like, some little, Tony, little. Tony's got like because you know he's got, he's got, got like these, like exactly, and, and you know, Strange is like I favor the Jaeger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, just but like I, I, there's just so many little quirks they can they can they've built into those characters. That, that's true, and and obviously if if uh, if Cumberbatch and Downey Jr. both Sherlock's. <laughs> exactly. If, if, they there, wanna, yeah. if the Sherlock's want to have a mustache grooming contest. In the elevator on the way up, yep. that is okay by me. I'm, I'm fine with that. Many yeah. opportunities, many opportunities exist for this kind of thing to happen. <laughs> so I think one of the things about the movie that I liked the most was, you know, similar to like I, I don't know, like like you know when you go and pick up a book and you'd see some you know really, really amazing kind of artwork. The sort of the visual dialect of the film, the interpretation of magic and sorcery, these other dimensions and mm-hmm. these mind-bending sequences there's some really really cool stuff in there some of it calls to mind a little bit of you know what we saw in ant-man when he uh you know when he he goes subatomic yeah but um i i loved i mean just sort of like the visual flair the film has it it reminds me of i don't know of of like things that uh that they tried to do in the 70s that they're able to execute so much more yeah and they've actually got the the so much more effectively yeah with modern visual effects but i i I love just you know the the sort of like I said like the visual vocabulary if you will of they, the movie they definitely like I the the effect that whole kind of inception effect with the building of the world or you know the bending of the world yeah I I, I was sort of hoping that would turn that they do a little more with it at some point because it felt very similar to that yeah to that and they've got that whole effect. action seat which is built around yeah what yeah. if you could run around inside this yeah you know which they, that was pretty cool. I'm not gonna yeah. lie. It was, but it's, uh, yeah, I uh, I thought that. they did the visual effects were were pretty amazing, and I would say it's probably a huge chunk of that budget of that film. You think so? Um, 
I dug the, uh, I really dug the, I don't know, like the, the kind weapons of... weapons and stuff like that, the way... Yeah, yeah, it, well, just the, just, you know, kind of the rendering, I mean, you know, like, what else is it going to be, you know? Like, yeah. It's, uh, but, like, the main sort of, like, uh, weapons that, uh, that Mads Mikkelsen was using to, uh, dispatch his victims, you know, this sort of, like, I don't know, like a psychic knife or something, you know, like... Well, it was like a, you know, she'd use that fan as well. Like, she'd kind of make yeah, that yeah. fan that she'd sort of, you know, spin in sort of a circle. And it would, you know, be like a little buzzsaw or something, exactly. you know. Oh. A astral buzzsaw. Yeah, just like all, all that stuff was, uh, it was really, really cool. Um, I dug the, although I, I don't know, like, how they kind of fit in with the grand scheme of uh, Marvel villains. And admittedly, you know, some of them have had some problems. Yeah. But um, I dug the... I guess, well, I dug the kind of the, the concept of this film's villain, whose name I'm still not going to be able to pronounce. Dermamu? Um, Dermamu. Dermamu, thank you. Um, actually, one of the things I will say about this film is that it, it disabused me of long-held assumptions about how certain things were pronounced. Like, oh, yeah. I, I've been mispronouncing uh, the eye of uh, Agamotto for oh, a very yeah. long time yeah. <laughs> and some other things like that. Yeah. But um, I dug that the um, I dug that the villain there's this sort of like Lovecraftian kind of quality, you know, this sort of uh, elder gods from you know dark dimensions intruding on our world kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I really I, I dig that. I think that's like a really great fit for Doctor Strange. And, yeah, uh, it's exactly the kind of thing that you know his character would be concerned with. In contrast to the kinds of threats that the Avengers exactly. deal with, I felt like, as opposed to sort of just saying that you know we deal with threats on a different you know a different kind of plane than the, than the Avengers do, yeah. as opposed to just kind of saying that, um, they yeah, really delivered on that. Yeah. And uh, and I also I have to say that I thought that the I thought the thing that they did at the end was it was a very clever device, but the the whole thing with like Strange's strategy to beat him. Yeah. Is to you know to catch him in that time loop. And yeah. Basically, just say I'm willing to spend eternity here with you to prevent you from doing the Earth, uh, you know, from destroying the Earth. And is you know he's just kind of wagering, I suppose, that the guy's going to get tired of it before he strange does. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But I thought that I thought that was a really really clever idea. And again, like as opposed to. You know, as opposed to, you know, like, well, you know, I'm going to shove the equivalent of a grenade up his tailpipe. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like, something like that. As, as opposed to it just being, like, some sort of direct analog to the way that Thor or Iron Man would deal with their big bad guy fight. Yeah. It was so specific to Doctor Strange, and, and, and I love that. I, I love how, um, how sort of in tune the film was with that character and that different kind of vibe. No, I agree. I thought, uh, I thought it was a good... A, a good way of, of, of dispatch. Because, I mean, again, you kind of get into these, like... I mean, come on. This this being is, is so far beyond the power of these, you know, these people. Like, what yeah, what, what could do it? Do? And that is it. It's like, you know, well, I can't defeat you. I can just trap you in, in this, you know, time. I can time, just bore you to time. death. It, it, really, that's exactly what I mean, it's Like, after the second one, I was I was like, please, stop. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> it, uh, it, was, it, was, it was really good. I thought that they... She says something, like, right there before... Um, the ancient one passes away. She says something about. I, I really, I thought somehow Strange was going to have to work with the, um, 
uh, Mads Mikkelsen's characters. I can't think yeah. of his name right now. To, de- to defeat him. Like, because I, th- I think she says some kind of line like, you know, um, he has the strength you need and you have the... Uh, I don't know. Oh, and she's talking about Mordo. She's talking about, uh, you know, you, you're, he needs your flexibility, you need his strength. Oh, okay. She's talking about Mordo. Like, you know, you need to team up with Mordo to, to do this. Oh, uh, okay, okay, okay. Now... Mordo is an interesting. I mean, obviously, you know, I mean, I know a little bit about Doctor Strange. I read yeah. very, very little Doctor Strange, but I know that Mordo is, you know, like his arch nemesis. Yeah. And but I love the fact that within the origin story, they are, you know, friends. They're, you know, compatriots and all that. But I, I dig the way that they, um, I dig the way that that this film is also an origin story for how Mordo becomes. A villain or the hero of his own tale. Yeah, you know? yeah. I, I really dig the way that you know that Mordo kind of, uh, you know, like and Stephen kind of initiates that. Stephen's yeah. the one that kind of pushes him over the line into, into thinking maybe the ancient one is not. Uh, it is a lot of times where the best villains come come from is like where yeah. you know they 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 do something they think is a is a is a good good thing and that actually might uh, might come back to to bite them on their ass. Well, and I thought that. Um, Okay, you know, so obviously the, the second tag scene is, is all about setting up Mordor, um, Mordo and future... Oh, I don't have a green light. I guess I should stop. Um, is all about setting up Mordo and future Doctor Strange films. Yeah. And um, there's something that he says in that tag scene that goes back to... That goes back to, you know, a statement he makes uh, earlier in the film. Oh, man, I've just lost it. Damn it. What's the line he says? There's something that he said earlier in the film that I, it kind of struck me a little bit. And then when we got to the taxi, and I was like, oh, you can kind of, but you can kind of see the thought, you can kind of see the thought uh, churning a little bit. But, uh, you know, he, he's very upset about this idea of, of you know, upsetting natural law. Yeah. And, um, and the... And you know he, he expresses that idea. I wish that I could remember the specific. There's a specific line he, of dialogue. He talks a lot of that times. He said that I really it really clicked with me. And I can't remember. And I had it a second ago. Anyway, maybe I'll come back. He, to me. he talks you know a lot about like you know and he kind of he seems so personally hurt when he finds out that she has used that to live a longer life, as if maybe. Yeah. She convinced him not to do it to save his family or something like that, or right. to save you know a, a loved one, and 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 it's kind of like you so know he views her as a hypocrite. I, I, I think he you know I think he does obviously, yeah. but but maybe but I think it may run deeper than just what we saw. Like like that there was some other uh, event that that you know again I'm sure you know she thought she's she was doing the right thing because you know I'm sure using that that dark energy. There was a you know side effect to it. You know maybe that's what she was saying is you know it comes at a cost. Yeah. Well, and I, I think that um, I think that there's a good there's a good kind of balance with Mordo Mordo and Strange. Um, there's you know like kind of an Xavier Magneto dynamic there where they've you know, they've been friends they fought on the same side but ideological drift differences you know sort of drove them apart. Yeah. And. Um, so, like, I feel like, especially especially after Strange kind of exposes uh, the Ancient One in that uh, in that scene following the attack on uh, the Sancto Sanctorum, mm-hmm. um, that uh, 
you can see Mordo kind of uh, Mordo kind of drifting farther and farther. Yeah, you know, sort of away from that path as the movie progresses, and then you know, and Strange is sort of you know, let's break the rules to save the world solution. Yeah, uh, which is clever and works and everything, but you know, Mordo's he views this as you know the, the last straw. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I, I like the way that they handled that. I, th- I thought they I thought they did a good job. Now perhaps it's a bit of a leap, uh, you know, to, to start from there and and go to you know where he's killing dude at the. Uh, at the end of the film, saying you know too many too many sorcerers, but uh, I don't I, I feel like they, they laid some some good groundwork and there's a, there's a darkness to his character like all through the film there's a there's a, a slightly uneasy quality to him. They never make you feel, or at least I never of course. But again, I know that Mordo's a villain, so yeah, I, I, maybe maybe I, that's just my interpretation. I was gonna say I don't think. I didn't get that too much from him, his character, uh, up until near the end. Like, right. until basically they get to the, like, where's, like, the London building, and, you know, he's like, you're alive, you know, and it's like, from that point forward, he, he does seem to, to be just a little, like, un, uneasy about what the way things are happening. Like, yeah. you know, just, like, this one person's just breaking all the rules, and, and, uh, it's it's working out, but there is like maybe to be honest with you, maybe it's because I, again I keep going back to there's something because don't they say something early on about his past, like that his like his family or his wife or something had passed. They, they, so they, 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 yeah, he lost everyone he loved. He lost everyone he loved, and I wonder if you could like if there is a thing where because breaking the rules maybe caused that. You, and you, that's that's it. That's you've just unlocked the thing that I was trying to remember. Okay, it's the it's the bit it's the bit after the ancient one dies, uh, where you know he and uh, Stranger standing, you know, in that wrecked kind of uh, you know it's like the room that has the portals to the different yeah, sanctums, yeah. and he expresses this idea that that the ancient one has caused, caused all, all of, of that. That's right. Yeah, that, you know, yes, it was yes, yes. If her breaking the rules. Is what unlocked this sequence of events that led to Caecilius, right, yeah. you know, breaking away and seeking this this uh, forbidden power and all that. That idea that he expresses is that you know there's a reason we don't break the rules. She broke the rules, and look where it's gotten us. Yeah. And I, I felt like that was a really really strong um, motivator for his character up to the point of him leaving at the end of the film. You know? Yeah. He, he as far as he's concerned, Strange is going down the exact same path the ancient one did and it's going to lead to catastrophe just like it did with the ancient one I felt like it really really represented his point of view in that sort of philosophical disagreement I thought I thought they really really did the groundwork yeah uh, where that makes sense you know, because it's, it's so easy for me for movies to do something like that and for it to feel like uh, just like a huge you know kind of uh just, just a, a huge kind of surprise yeah. from out of left center. Like, well, what the fuck is this coming from? Yeah. Like, you were totally down with this two minutes ago. But, but in the, in in what's happened, it does it works very well. Like, it, yeah. it makes sense. Uh, so that, that's the thing. It's just like like I really really appreciate that attention to, to detail in in the characters making sense. Like like yeah. seeing kind of like the journey they're going through, how they're reacting to what's happening. And for them to be processing events in a way that's logical, and then the way that they process those events in turn motivates the action that they take in the future. Yeah. 
So, and the fact that, I, it, but now I guess, so I guess what I'm saying by exclusion is that the scene where he comes back and kills Benjamin Brad, uh, or I guess he doesn't kill him, he just takes his, yeah, he, he takes his mystic power or whatever. Yeah. But, um, that scene, to me, it feels like there is a story we haven't seen. Like, there's a oh, journey yeah. he's gone on. And he says, like, you know, he's been away months or whatever. So, obviously, you know, there's supposed to have been this passage of time. But, but again, like, that's the thing. That scene feels incongruent to me, but they are saying, in that in that scene, they're telling us that Other he's things. been away for months. Yeah. Meditating on this, you know, ruminating, getting, getting angry and vengeful or whatever. Yeah. There's something that's happened to him in those intervening months that's led him to this darker place. And I, I appreciate the fact that even in that scene, they're, they're still, they're still kind of writing it, um, with, with, you know, like a, that same level of consistency, like yeah. they're explaining these things. And that's like the nitpicky shit that pisses me off in movies where they don't, and because it just takes that simple line. It just takes that one line to kind of explain it. Yeah. But so often they don't take the time to do it. And I kind of, I still maintain that I, I really feel like there's, there are things, like, I think he's putting the pieces together in his head now. Yeah. That other things were caused possibly by the Ancient One. Right. Or by, right. you know, some other event. And, and that, that may be what, because I do feel like he, it's a pretty, it's not out of left field, but it is a pretty striking change. Right. At that, you know, kind of at, at that point at the very end. But it progresses and, off that idea of maybe if we sorcerers weren't messing with things. Yes, yeah. You know, interdimensional beings wouldn't be trying to destroy the world. Exactly. And, and I kind of... And, so it and, all builds from that. that and, and that's kind of, you know, they can get into that to, to, you know, to some degree, like in Civil War, you know, like in right. a way it's like, you know, because... Yep they're doing what they're doing maybe that's you know our very strength invites challenge yeah and challenge leads to conflict yeah I, it, that's true I mean it's it's a philosophical kind of idea that has it's been it's the chicken or the egg Brent. right it's <laughs> you know but it is I mean it's a philosophical idea that's you know that is being explored in in quite a quite a few of the, of the more recent Marvel movies uh, maybe or, uh, Age of Ultron is the first one that springs to mind but maybe maybe prior ones I'm just not thinking of now, uh, I did just think of another kind of scary facet of this film. What's that? We may already have the greatest villain ever as our president at this point in time. <laughs> and we may not even know it. We may not even know we it. May, see all these cars coming? This, like, people are leaving the cities. That's like, true. This is, it's, it's like, like, it's like the walking shit. dead. It is, there's smoke in the air. Yeah, there's there there is an apocalyptic quality. There is an apocalyptic of quality this, with this election. Yeah. But uh, no, I, I really uh, I did I did dig that. I thought um, I, there was there was some kind of air about the movie that it didn't strike me quite as strongly as some of the other Marvel films have. Like like I really do remember coming out of the, the you know even the first Ant Man, which was you know I think one of those that kind of Boy, the first a, half was what a journey that was. Yeah, the first half it was really kind of like mm, this may be the first bomb, you know, this may be the first miss, you know, and yeah. then it really turned around. And this one by no means was that, but I kind of got out of the movie and just remember thinking like oh, that was good, yeah, it was good, it was solid. And I don't know, the, the, I, I go back to that one thing. I, I feel like 
for whatever reason, I felt like a lot of the lines fell a little flat. It almost felt... They almost felt like they were taking themselves a little too seriously at, at, at moments instead of it being yeah. kind of what I think the, mo- the normal Marvel feel has been a very I agree. Just natural. It just felt it just felt natural. This well, felt it, a little. It was not. I mean, it was maybe not, it's because it had British people in it. And <laughs> British people kind of you know maybe feel like it's a production. Don't like, trust I'm, like, them. I'm, I'm fucking watching Don't trust PBS, them, Tony. You know they can't fly no matter what they tell you. <laughs> um, <laughs> British people. <laughs> I just got the reference there. It's uh, awesome. So anyway, um, but my point is that there was there there was definitely not as much of the kind of like uh, Marvel method fun factor. Yeah, in this, yeah. Where Ant Man was kind of going overboard with that or trying to at times. Yeah. Um, this this movie was definitely more reserved by comparison. Yeah, I. And, and even just aside, I just I felt like like I remember there's a couple lines like it really it did that whole bit at the beginning where he's like many people find me funny and do they work for you that, that like you know, yes. did they work for you like that line was pretty funny but the rest of it really wasn't you know when he kept just kept going Eminem Beyonce right although you know, the, the, the the cut like like where they cut to him in the library with like with the iPod listening to Beyonce yeah that, that was, was pretty actually funny. pretty funny that was. But I, and here's the thing. Here's the. I was just thinking about what you were saying about how, like how oh you know maybe some of the dialogue you know fell flat in terms of the humor. When I think like on what was funny in the movie, the thing that I think of immediately is the cloak. And yeah. Some of the some of the gags with the cloak, and I just wanted to scream out at one point. I'm like, buddy, you're getting your ass kicked by a sheet. <laughs> um, but some of the stuff with the cloak was was pretty funny. Yeah. I especially love like the cloak like wiping, wiping away the, the tears. tears. Like, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, stop, stop, you know. Yeah. But yeah. The, the, the relationship, and again, like, that's one of those things that how would they have done that, you know, how would they have done that 20 years ago before this, you know, this golden age of visual effects oh, that yeah. we have now where you really can do that joke and it really can work. Work, yeah. Um, I, I, and for what's worth, I kind of wish they had done a little more of that, though. I wish there had been a little more, like, they didn't quite, you know, they, they said, like, you know, it'll, you know, the, your, your, uh, what they call it, your thing will pick you, like your yeah, the relic, yeah. relic, yeah, thank the you. relic will pick you, and and they kind of made a big big deal about it, and then it just kind of happens, you know, just like it protects them, but it doesn't really show why. Like I, I just kind of wanted there to be like some, I don't know, like like just something more to that, you know, where where the, you know the end, they sort of, uh, I don't know, they. they they, they said, you know, he's very, it's very picky. It doesn't, it's like, well, why? Right. You know, what, what does that mean? Like, yeah, just give me a little, I want just a little more on that. I got you. Well, now, one thing we did get more of uh, is the revelation at the end of the film. Although, obviously, I think we're all kind of going through the movie suspecting that this was the case. But the revelation at the end of the film that the, at the heart of the Eye of Agamotto is, in fact, the time yeah, gem. The time infinity gem. The time stone. Um, and we, we were talking about... I remember you and I talking a couple months ago, and we were speculating that we were probably going to see another Infinity Stone show up in this film. Yeah. Because, obviously, uh, they've still got to introduce... Kind of had to. I mean, in a way, like we saw, yeah. they, they need to... And we, I th- we, were, we were discussing whether or not we thought it would be the Time Gem or the Soul Gem, I think. Yeah, Because I, I think they've so. done the others. They, they've done the Power. They've done the, uh, the Space. They've done the... Uh, the uh, I can't remember which one the Ether is supposed to be, the one from Thor. Uh, and then... Um, yeah, I can't they remember. The, I remember uh, us looking them up last time because because they have kind of 
mix them up a little too, like you know the different That's colors true. or different yeah, things, and like they they don't quite fit. The the, the one I think that kind of messed with them the most was the uh, doing the uh, the thing from the Avengers, the very the whole point, and from Captain America, the 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 mind gem. Well, but it came from what was it they kept calling it the oh the tesseract, the yeah, tesseract, it was supposed to know? be like the space gem, yeah, and they kept kind of. I, I, it sort of. I think they did that first, then realized what they wanted to do, and it sort of just sort of moved everything else around. But yeah, I um, I thought one again, it made really it made a lot of sense. It worked within the film. You know, the, the you know it was crucial to what happens in the film um, on on many many levels, uh, not just how how he dispatches the bad guy. Um, so they 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 did a good job working that in. I, I thought it uh, yeah made sense. So I guess there's only one more left unaccounted for, which, I don't know, maybe Guardians? I'm trying to think. He's a soul gem, and he's going to find it when he's looking for his soulmate. <laughs> Obviously. His soulmate his soulmate is a rock. His soulmate. Drax. has to be pathetic like him. <laughs> You're going to need the soul gem. You're going to need the soul gem. You know who had the soul gem? James Brown. James Brown. That's him. But anyway, that's it for. That's for. uh, Yeah, that's what. That's what she says. Right, honey. That's what she says. Right, honey. Right. Right. Uh, Anyway, see uh, that was like a joke from the movie. It was almost a joke from the movie. (laughs) Um, Except I know who Bono is. Unfortunately. Uh, So that's it for Doctor Strange, everybody. Thanks so much for uh, checking out the Drive Home Breakdown. We'll be back again with. with another movie in the not too distant future at the very least Rogue One maybe another one but definitely Rogue One Uh, so we'll see you guys back here for that until then the breakdown rolls on choo choo right that was great isn't that what we do now maybe you should tweet them and say hey this would be a good joke for your film (laughs) 